All characters and events in this series, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional, and all voices are impersonated. This series contains strong language and adult content, so listener discretion is advised. In the 90s, the twin obsession was hitting its peak. They were the perfect specimens for Hollywood. Double the cuteness, double the youth, and they provided the perfect loophole for child labor laws. When one was taking mandatory classes, the other was on set, shooting. Never a wasted moment. The only problem was, what do you do with twins when they grow up? If only they could stay young forever. We present, for your listening pleasure, a six-part series entitled, Lindsay. Sit back, relax, and keep your eye on the twins. Fucking Dave had just told me that Lindsay was gone. I whipped my head around like maybe I could find her, but my eyes only landed on the empty bucket. I couldn't stop staring at the blood stains smeared across the bottom of the bucket. In the commotion, no one had bothered to clean up the mess. Maybe it was no one's job. Maybe it was my job. I wondered what part of Sydney's body the blood was from. Is she okay? She's in the hospital. You have a real ear for missing questions. You got a real mouth for asking the wrong ones. So the water disappearing and Lindsay being kidnapped. It's all related to the hate mail, right? No one said kidnapping. Right now, our job is just to find Lindsay and we'll take it from there. It's not that big a set. I'll go this way. Bye. Wait, Dave! God, fucking Dave! I need to ask you... Hey, Jojo, I can't really talk right now. Oh, hello to you, too. Sorry, things are just kind of crazy here. Good crazy? Um, what would be good crazy? So, bad crazy. One serious injury and one disappearance crazy. Good thing they got more security today. Um, you call just to say hey? Am I seeing you tonight? Yeah, I think so. I can text you when I get off work and we'll see. Alright, so I should just wait around for your text then? Hey, don't let me stop you from going out on an adventure. You're in fine form. Sorry, this this all just happened, so I'm kind of just dealing right now. Look, I, I don't really know how long I'll have to be here. I'll let you go. I just wanted to hear your voice. I'll make sure to get off early, okay? I love you. Yeah, you too. Sorry for the bother. It wasn't a bother, I just... Hello. Fucking Dave was long gone. Jojo and I had started dating four years ago, during the first week of college. Couldn't find anyone better, so we lasted. But things had gotten tough lately. We were getting antsy and the sex couldn't get any rougher without being straight assault. We were either going to break up or get miserably married in the next year. The wind kicked up and the door of a cabin slammed shut. I walked up the stairs and approached the cabin. My head was killing me, either from the stress or the weed withdrawal. I decided to play it safe and smoke a spliff. I lit up and walked into the cabin and I immediately felt company. There was nothing behind the door, and the bunk beds held no lumps. A shiver ran down my spine. I could feel a presence, but I couldn't see one. I started to slowly back out of the cabin. I knew you were the pothead. 
A small girl materialized in front of me. I couldn't believe my eyes. The room had been empty a second ago. Now, Lindsay stood in front of me, as though she'd always stood in front of me. As though I'd looked right through her. You're supposed to be missing. I still am missing. To everyone but you. Why didn't I see you? Oh. It's just this thing. This thing? Ever since I was little, I've been able to just kind of turn myself off. Lower the color contrast or something so that no one can see me. Everyone just kind of looks right past me. You can be invisible? More like I can camouflage myself. Like a chameleon. She had this smug look on her face and all I wanted to do was tell her how ridiculous she sounded. But she had popped up out of nowhere and I was starting to think that Lindsay might be Lenny's witch. Do you do that a lot? Disappear? Every once in a while, when I'm feeling down. Nothing cheers you up more than watching people miss you. When people think you're gone, they do and say all sorts of nice things. Stuff they never say in front of your face. Have you ever gone away for a long time? Not yet. I'm saving my fake death. I want to be famous when I do that. Once I get famous, millions of people will be sad about my death. Random people I've never met will just think about me instead of their kids or their mortgage or their job. They'll think about me and my death and what the world lost when it lost me. I stood gaping at this little girl who was obsessed with death. I didn't know what to say and my headache had only gotten worse. I needed fresh air. I need to go outside and smoke. (laughs) I thought that's what you came in here for. Okay, I need to go outside and smoke and get away from you. Look, you can't tell anyone you saw me. I'm pretty sure that's my only job. And why did you reveal yourself to me if you wanted to stay missing? Because I need your help. You're like the detective, right? Yes, I... I am like the detective. Somebody out there really wants to hurt me. I was supposed to fall in that bucket. It's better if I stay missing. Whoever is trying to get at me, they'll freak out if I'm gone. Look for that person. Talk to the butler. He's the one I trust. I know you don't like me, but find out what's going on. I'm just a kid. I rolled my eyes, and when they came back around... She was gone. I tried to laugh it off like she was about to pop out of somewhere and I was in on the joke. But the cabin was empty. I'm just a kid. As far as I could see, I was alone. I felt alone. I walked out of the cabin and found an intern at the bottom of the steps, looking up. Are you... Marsha? No. Does your name kind of sound like that, though? Marzipan. Yeah, Marzipan. I'm supposed to bring you to the hospital. Sydney wants to see you. How is she? I'm not sure. Sydney told someone who told someone else who told someone else who told me to come and get you. Yeah, let's go. Were you talking to someone in there? What? No, why? Did you see someone walk out? I thought I heard two voices. You did? I'm practicing puppetry. Oh. Where's your puppet? I just use my hand. Can I see? So the thing with Sydney wasn't urgent? Come on, show me something. All right, calm your intern pants. I'd like to introduce you to the amazing David Copper Puppet. The greatest magician this side of my body. Please give him a round of applause. Thank you. Well, hello there, little girl. I'm 25. Do you believe in magic? Some, well, if you believe in some, you believe in all. Magic is a binary. 
Now please show me your hand. Aha! Very good. Very interesting hand. You eat carrots, I presume? What? No. You've never eaten a carrot? No, I have. Okay then, just as I thought. Isn't your mouth not supposed Please! to- Please! No questions! I spotted a pen sticking out of the intern's back pocket. It was one of those pens that had five different colors on it. All right. Now I would like you to take your hand and turn away from me and whisper a secret into your hand. What kind of secret? I said no questions! Now please, hurry! There are other children that want their own magic shows. The intern turned her back. I plucked the multicolored pen from her pocket and inspected it. Oh. My God. What's going on? You wrote that hate mail. With this pen! J'accuse! Me? Are, are you kidding me? I, I mean... That's a hell of a magic trick. I brought the small, unpaid worker to Sydney to tell her the story. So someone has been sending me these letters for a week, telling me exactly what to write, and then I would drop them in Lenny's office. Who are the letters from? They're typed, and there's no address. Why did you agree to write the letters? I, I don't know, She's I just- She's the intern, she takes orders. But the point is, the intern was only supposed to address them to you. Someone else has been writing Lindsay's name on the letters once the intern drops them off with Lenny. So we're looking for a person who wants to get me, and a person who wants people to think someone also wants to get my sister? Ugh. How are you feeling? Like I fell from a high place? Why do you ask? You should rest. Do we have a lead? I don't think your sister was kidnapped or murdered. Did you see her? Kind of. She just... appeared. And then disappeared. She went invisible? You know about that? Yeah, I know about that. I'm her twin. I can always see her. She always begs me to keep quiet when she does that disappearing act. I don't understand the point. It just stresses everyone out for no reason. Yeah, well, it is pretty immature, but... If Lindsay stays gone, the person who is trying to get you might use her disappearance to his advantage and ramp up the hate mail, claiming to have kidnapped Lindsay a la the Big Lebowski. I don't know what that is. Big Lebowski? Oh my god, you, you need to see it. It's if, if only to, like, understand the situation. The intern, have you seen the Big Lebowski? Nope. Oh my god, you are a constant disappointment. Okay, so what's the plan? Well, assuming the person will leave a letter tomorrow... I'm going to watch the intern all day and try to find the person who leaves the letters. The intern says it's always stuck in her brown paper bag lunch. So, I was going to stake out the fridge from when the intern puts her bag in the morning all the way to lunchtime. But the intern isn't going to have any reason to make lunch if Lindsay and I aren't on set. And the whole point is for Lindsay to be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have an idea about that, too. I was thinking you could make a speedy recovery and come back to set tomorrow. And... And and you tell them that you can play both roles. It'll get us back on set, and it'll only have to be for the day, and then Lindsay could come back. So, I would play both roles? Sydney already looked better. She started dressing immediately. Color came back to her skin, and she was yelling for her mom. Mom, come in here! What is it? Who are these people? I'm the intern. I'm security. You smell like marijuana. I think that's the intern. She has a problem. Mom, we're leaving the hospital. I feel better. We're going back to set. Tell Nancy we're ready to shoot. But what about Lindsay? What about her? I can play both roles. 
We don't need Lindsay. I felt a chill on me again. I looked around for Lindsay, but she didn't appear. I looked over at Sydney, who was staring hard at the wall. What are you looking at, Sydney? Nothing. Let's go. We met up the next morning before the shoot. It was me, Sydney, the intern, and the butler. Why am I here? Lindsay trusts you. You saw her? Uh, she told me that before she went missing. And who are you? I'm the detective. Or security or whatever. Just shut up and listen. The intern is going to put his lunch in the fridge here. Sydney will go out to the set to shoot. Me and the butler hide behind the fridge and wait for someone to come in and reach for the intern's lunch. Then we'll have our guy. Yes, you know I play a butler in the movie, right? And even my character in the movie has a name. They don't just call him the butler. Right, so everybody know the plan? Ready? Break. Everyone started to walk in their given direction, but I pulled on Sydney's arm. Have you seen Lindsay around at all? Nope, not at all. You sure? Yep. You ready to hear my British accent? Very nice. Sydney skipped away as I took my position behind the refrigerator. We were bordered on either side by huge stacks of water bottles. There wasn't much space, so I figured it was time to get to know the butler. I'm Marzipan. Wally. Wally doesn't sound British. Do you know British names? I know un-British names. I'm not British. I'm actually a family friend of the Lohans. They got me this job. Family friends how? I taught Lindsay the piano. Do you know where she went? Do you know what's going on here? I know that Lindsay's in danger. I could feel it as soon as she started on this movie. Who is she in danger from? I couldn't say for sure, but... The door opened. The butler and I covered each other's mouths. We heard the guy slowly creep toward the fridge. I peeked through the crack past the water and I could see a hand holding a letter. He opened the fridge. I grabbed the butler's hand and started to shift my weight, preparing to pounce. Just then, we heard Lindsay's voice outside. Hi, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> We're spared of hearing more of Sydney's terrible British accent. <laughs> Hooray. The butler and I knocked over the water and jumped out from behind the fridge, but our guy was already out the door. We ran after him. Our guy ran towards the woods and we followed. I started hacking and coughing after my first minute of sprinting. Took out a spliff and hoped the butler was in better shape than me. After a few minutes, I heard a scream and then a shot. Oh my god. What happened? Did you see who it was? Are you are you okay? The butler was lying on a tree, bleeding into its roots. No one else was in sight. He started to whisper to me slowly. Don't trust anyone except for... Except who? Except who, Wally? Oh my god, I swear to god, if you die before finishing your sentence, I am gonna pray you go to British hell! British heaven, same as British hell, except British hell... You can make jokes, but you can't tell me who to trust? Don't trust. Yeah, I got it. Don't trust anyone except who? Who? Except yourself.
My phone rang all of a sudden. I don't know why, but I picked it up. Hey, it's me. Listen, I've been thinking and... I think we need to break up, or... I don't know, or at least spend some time apart. Okay. Okay? Yeah, um... I'll talk to you later. I held the butler's hand. He looked at me like he understood me. And then he died with the same look stuck on his face. I cried and the tree gathered up my tears and his blood and grew a little bit. Lindsay was produced by Alex Genty Waxberg, Hannah Worker, Isabel Platt, and Rachel Aronoff. Sound design and editing by Isabel Platt. Music by Tree Palmado. With performances by Annie Fox as Marzipan, Gideon Saltzman Gubbe as Fucking Dave, Alex Genty Waxberg as Jojo, Eileen Vecti as Lindsay and Sydney Lohan, Amanda Sentineau as The Intern, Olivia Janpole as Mommy Dearest, Luke Taylor as The Butler or Wally, and Robert Bowles as The Voice. <laughs>